Northern Lasses podcast. Today is the 6th of August. It's a Thursday and we normally record on a Wednesday, don't we, Jane? But yesterday we had a bit of drama. So do you want to just tell us about that? Well, it wasn't a drama, but it was highly annoying because I've had Wi-Fi issues for months. And the guy came to fix it and he was there five hours. I didn't get home till eight o'clock last night. And I had to get a takeaway and a bottle of wine on the way home. <laughs> Would it worth it though, the takeaway? No. What did you have? Um, I had a ki- I'm not telling you. Go on, go on, please <laughs> tell me. Uh, no, because it's dirty. Well, please tell me because I'll have food envy. Then. You won't, you're a vegetarian, you seriously won't. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> yeah. um, what, anyway. what else have you been up to? Um, do you know what? I can't honestly think that I've been up to anything. Um, last week were really disappointing because my friends were supposed to be coming on Friday night and then they weren't allowed because um, of new rules. So that were annoying. So ironically and ridiculously, we went to the pub instead and sat with a lot of virtual strangers in beer garden at pub instead of my friends in my garden. Yeah. Uh, it's and it's... Yeah, and it, I think it's um, it's set me back a bit, that whole thing. Like, mentally, I, sh- I, I was feeling quite positive up until then, and then this, this week I've really struggled to get motivated, and, um, yeah, it's pissed me off, to be fair. Yeah, I, th- I don't think you're on your own there. No, I don't think I am. What about you? Well, I've treated myself to some new trainers, not gym trainers just going out trainers i've started a new beach body program called mbf can you guess what that stands for um something bum fat <laughs> you got the fat bit right it's muscle burns fat um, um, the the trainer that's doing it says at the end of every session i hope you not your nutrition is on point which is obviously the word for make yeah. sure you're not eating loads of rubbish. But I actually ate my own body weight in rubbish food and drink last weekend. So that's not good. Um, and next week is a big day in our house because on the 13th of August, it is my fur baby Max's fourth birthday. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's my real baby's birthday a few days after that. Ah, oh, and then it's actually, it's one of my real baby's birthdays after that as well. <laughs> but, but yeah, forget about your real babies, talk about the dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so that's what I've been up to. Do you want to introduce our guest, Jane? Yes, I do. So um, Melissa Roberts is our guest today. Um, she actually works in the same offices as where my co-working space is. So we were connected before that, but I, didn't really, I, I don't think we'd ever met. Um, but we see each other passing in the loo and whilst we're making a brew <laughs> all the time. Um, so yeah, today's guest is Melissa Roberts. Melissa is Managing Director at Beanie Media. Um, so she set up her own business when she was just 18. Um and she's also a technology entrepreneur, um, which means she endeavours to solve real life problems through technology. And she's got a really exciting project that's just launched um, where she's done just that. 
um, and she also is a volunteer at Wackle. Do you know what Wackle is, Michelle? I think it's something Wakefield Chamber of Commerce, but I, mm, no, what is it? It's, I, I believe, I went last year, but I were a bit drunk. It's Wakefield Annual Children's Christmas Lunch. Is that correct, Melissa? That is correct, yes. So it's the Wakefield Annual Christmas Charity Lunch. Christmas Charity Lunch. Oh, really? Donated to children's charities in the Wakefield area. Oh, do you know what? I think I thought it was Chamber of Commerce because the Chamber invited me to sit on their table last year. That's why I thought that. But anyway, I do want to go this year if there's an actual in-person eating, drinking event. It was, I went last year, it was really good and it was, um, it's very emotional because there's people talking about the children's charities and stuff like that and you've had too much wine so you know, emotions are running high anyway. Turn your tap on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so anyway, welcome Melissa, good to have you. Yeah, good Um, to be here. We've um, had a little chat before, so... um, as you know, you've listened to, that, to our podcast. It's it's about um, careers and people's um, career paths. Now, obviously, you're quite young as far as our guests concerned. The youngest, the youngest guest we've ever had, um, which I think is is inspiring in itself. If you do, if that doesn't sound too patronising and like, I don't want to sound like your mum because I am actually older than your mum, which <laughs> disgusts me. Um, but um, yeah, just talk to us a bit about, you know, what, what you, you, your school days and what you wanted to be when you grew up type thing at school um, and where, how that's got you to where you are today. Yeah. Um, so I didn't exactly know what I wanted to be when I was at school. I knew I didn't want to have a normal job, um, you know, like the standard nine to five. Um, and I think I was inspired from quite a lot of people around me. So like my dad and my auntie, they're both entrepreneurs. So I'd always kind of been in the business world um like I didn't enjoy school that much I loved business studies uh, that was about it so when I left school I, I just knew that I wanted to study business studies um I'd always like had an interest in marketing and advertising um I don't know why but like when I'd watch tv advertisements I'd always think about like the psychology behind it rather than think oh I want that product I think oh that's clever how they're trying to show that um, so that's kind of what pushed me down that route, I think. So um, did you did you, um, did you study business studies then? Did you go to college after school? Or? Yeah, eventually I studied business studies. So when I left school, it was still very much of a, um, you know, A-levels were the thing to do, B-techs, apprenticeships. They were not cool at all. You know, it was a bit like all the snobby parents would kind of like <laughs> look down on the kids that were doing <laughs> things like that so my mum really wanted me to do A-levels um I really didn't want to do them but I still went to Wakefield College to do English psychology and photography um like halfway through that halfway through the first year I was just like I'm not enjoying it all I wanted to do was study a BTEC in business studies at Kirklees College which again was seen as like a bit of a rubbish college because it only did BTECs um but halfway through I just thought I've got to do what I want to do um, so yeah, I quit and then signed up to Kirklees College for the next year. So I actually fun. think that Kirklees College is a really good college and um, it gets lots of um, great pra- praise now. And I think the challenge is that 
um, people that are my age, you know, your parents' age, when we were younger and we were looked at Kirklees College, it was the sort of place that you went to do hairdressing or catering or you can still do that at Kirklees College, but you can do a whole lot more. And the BTEC wasn't actually considered as a as an equivalent to A-level, whereas now it is because you can gain points which can go towards university points if you if you need to. An interesting thing that you said as well is you didn't know what you wanted to be when you were younger. I actually didn't know what I wanted to be when I was your age. <laughs> Me neither. So you were like way ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I um I think on the whole BTEC thing as well in the Kirklees College, because I did a BTEC in business, um, <laughs> but I went to Huddersfield Technical College, which doesn't exist anymore. But that was the old... It is, I think, it's kind of... Same thing, isn't it? It's yeah. just renamed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, those snobby parents can sod off because I did a BTEC in Huddersfield as well. <laughs> I think I might be one of those parents because I actually wanted my son to do A-levels. And when he decided to do a blend of A-levels and BTEC, I was a little bit... I don't know. I think because I did A-levels, I wanted him to do A-levels. But actually, I'm totally cool with it now, so... I'm not a snob. Like there is some really snobby parents and to be honest, all the people who had snobby parents, they're all like miserable and up to their eyes in debt now. So yeah. Yeah. So so you went to Kirklees College and did a BTEC. So it was a full-time course for a year. Yes. So well, the good thing, what also um, appealed to me about the BTEC is it it was only two and a half days a week, which meant um, I could like have a job the other two and a half and the weekend as well Uh, and that was a big thing for me so like I've had a job since I was like 12 years old Mm -hmm. Uh, I like you know did the standard paper round I worked in the takeaway down the road um, and then I got a job at the Yorkshire Sculpture Park and I did that for a few years Um, but when I went to college I was fortunate enough to get a part-time job at like a local marketing agency Um, yeah just in home firth they were kind of like relatively new kind of in the startup phase so I was able to kind of play a big part there and get hands-on on loads of different roles which gave me a lot of experience then so when I left college I was just miles ahead of everybody because I had all that experience to go into like a better role yeah I think that lots of younger people miss that completely they miss the whole how important work experience is and having that work ethic and what you can learn in the working environment. And then, you know, this studying when, when they go out into the world, they don't actually have the skills that they need to equip them to be successful in the workplace. Yeah. They've just got a degree. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, you've definitely got a head start. Do you feel like you're 20 now? So you've probably got friends that are at university. 21, it was a birthday. What was it? All right, 21. That's the thing that I've got wrong in this podcast. So I get something wrong in the podcast every week and that's it today. So let's hope I don't get anything else wrong. To be fair, I only know this because we work in the same office. So we had um, Prosecco and cake on. uh, All right, okay. Um, You were 20 when I met you, Melissa. So like, okay. Which was probably about a year ago, but anyway. Um, So you've probably got friends that might be still at uni or finishing uni. Do you ever have any regrets about not going down that route? No, not at all. And when I was younger, I did a lot of like the um, 
you know the going out and things like that um why a lot of people are quite attracted to moving away from home and you know living the student life so I definitely didn't feel like I missed out on any of that um and unit like the studying just wasn't for me I've always been a practical person I've always wanted to have a job um and be in like a work environment so for me the, there's no regrets whatsoever okay and do you feel like your age holds you back at all um I did when I first started um, and it wasn't until really I listened to a book called The Unfair Advantage where it, it just kind of said that everybody has an unfair advantage and I think now being young um, is actually benefiting um, kind of like what, what I'm trying to do with both businesses. Yeah and I think what's happening in a lot of corporates now is that um, traditionally you'd have this sort of mentor relationship with somebody more senior in the organisation that you could look up to. What's actually happening in corporates is that that's reversed now and the older generation within a company are actually looking to the younger people for mentorship because things are changing so rapidly. And, you know, this whole move on to digital, lots of people in that are later on in careers can't get their head around that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, it is a little bit bonkers how much things have changed in such a, a short period of time. I mean, like my job didn't even really exist when I was at school. So um, God knows what it's going to be like, you know, in another five, 10 years time. But I think technology is just going to keep advancing. Um, and like you say, the kind of more higher senior corporates are going to keep looking down um, for new kind of skills and ideas. Yeah. So tell us a bit more about Beanie Media. Me and Jane know about what you do, but our listeners don't. Yeah, so Beanie Media, um, we do web design and development and social media advertising is our core kind of offering. So we work with a lot of uh, manufacturers who sell their products B2B, um, you know, primarily family-owned businesses and stuff. Um, And they come to us because they've heard about like this Facebook thing um, they've heard about selling to consumers they know it could be profitable for them but they're just not sure how to do it online so they'll come to us we'll build them a website we'll design it um, and then we'll manage all their advertising spend to make sure that they're getting the best return on investment um, for that side of the business um, so setting up the business so we're just over two years old now um, and me and my business partner Dan started the business when we were both 18 so I went to school with Dan we both went to Shelley College um and yeah we didn't we didn't really talk much there um we just had similar interests um and we were just like the same person so we thought why not come together and try to start something from nothing amazing and is Dan still involved in the business Yes, so Dan's still involved and he still works with us. Uh, He actually took a step back as a director last year um, just because he had like some family stuff going on um, and he had a few other ventures um, as well. We had a few other ventures together that he wanted to focus on. So he still works with us, um, but he's not actually a director anymore. Right. And Jay mentioned when she introduced you about um, a a new tech idea that you've got and and I also know what that is, but our <laughs> listeners don't. So I, I really love it. I think you've definitely hit on something here. So tell us about that. Yeah, so Kid Crowd um, is kind of the latest venture. Uh, it's kind of like a product of Beanie Media. 
Um, and it's an online gifting platform that aims to reduce the gifting wastage problem that we have here in the UK. So it's aimed at parents with children aged two to 15. Um, and parents can create a page for the child, add in you know, a bit about what their child's hoping to save money for, for the birthday, what the ideal gift is. They can add in an image and then send out their link to friends and family uh, at the same time as sending out like party invitations um, and stuff like that. So it just means that the child uh, is getting, you know, cash instead of presents, but they're able to buy the gift that they really, really want uh, instead of just receiving loads of um, plastic, basically. Chat. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, that is a problem. <laughs> and, you know, you know how it is when, you know, when they're young and they have a party and everyone brings, you know, like a five, ten pound gift. Um, but it's just not stuff that your child's necessarily going to use. It gets thrown away and everybody's wasted the time and money. So we're trying to have a bit more synergy between the gift giver and the receiver. Yeah, I think it as well as it being a good thing for the obviously the child getting what they want um, and the parent not having 20 um, plastic bits of tat in their house. Um, I think it's good for people that are buying as well because you feel like you're actually buying something that the the child wants, but you and you don't you don't necessarily want to get into that whole competitive, you know, they spent twenty pound, I should spend twenty five pound thing, um, and also it takes it takes the pressure off you to get, you know, yeah, old gift because you just go online and and pay it, don't you? And then it, that goes into the bank account. Yeah, and you know they're gonna, you know, purchase a gift with that that they really, really want. So you've you've contributed to something meaningful rather than, like you said, rushing around. Like, uh, I mean, we've all bought a gift, haven't we? That we knew the recipient wouldn't really use. Uh, I certainly have. When I don't know what to buy, someone like, oh, I'll just get that, um, just for the sake of giving a gift. Yeah, yeah, how oh, that'll do. <laughs> yeah, handle. Yeah, exactly that. Those kind of gifts. I actually like receiving candles, but there is an easy gift to buy a female. I think the other thing is, um, I know you mentioned like age two to 15 year olds and, um, and you know, like when, when kids have parties, but um, as you know, I'm the mother of a teenager. He's 14 in a couple of weeks um, and 10 pounds goes nowhere for a 14 year old lad. It's um, you know, it, it, it wouldn't even get him to town on bus and buy Nando's, which is, that's, you know, that's, he's living his best life if he goes to town on bus and gets a Nando's. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so I've just signed up to um, Kid Crowd for Lucas's birthday and sent, actually sent the link out the other day um, to friends and family. And I said, you know, if you, if you want to get something for Lucas, he wants to buy, he's, he's into his bike um, and he wants to, Pimp his bike is basically that's his term, not mine. By the way, I'm not trying to be youth. Um, so yeah, and everybody has gone. Oh my god, that's an amazing idea. Um, I'll definitely do that. So he's looking forward to getting some cash for his birthday. <laughs> you know, and I think you could probably extend it because it's my eldest son's 18th in September, and everybody's asking us what can we buy him for his birthday? What can we buy him? And like Jane said, you know, not being selfish or anything but a smaller amount of money doesn't go a long way so you know he wants 
his aunts and uncles to club together so that he can buy that one expensive thing that he wants to buy. So I think you could probably extend it to an older age group. Definitely. I mean, there's so many plans for Kid Crowd in terms of what we're going to turn it into, the product roadmap. We want people to be able to purchase through the app, you know, from the favourite retailers, um, hopefully have like the bank account linked so the whole family can be in sync with everybody's um, giving and spending. Um, the current kind of version of Kid Crowd is just what I created um, as the minimum viable product just to see how people responded to it what kind of feedback we're getting. And it's all been really, really positive so far. So like you said, Jane, um, it, it's all kind of been people saying, yeah, I can totally see this working for me. Yeah, I, I just can't see how it wouldn't because I think every parent of a young child has experienced that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I uh, think in the future, I'd like to... Um, give back you know some uh, some of the money to like charities so in some parts of the world some people won't even get a birthday present will they um mm. so i think i kind of see the long-term thing being trying to do good for for everybody for all children um making sure everybody can receive something for the birthday mm. yeah yeah brilliant idea um so talking about giving back i know we touched on it at the beginning but um the you've recently become a volunteer for Wackle. So what's what's kind of your role on that committee? Yeah, so I'm on the committee. Um I, I was actually at Cackle, which is the Kirkley's charity lunch, um, when I met the chair. Um and he was talking about how they don't actually have anyone doing like the social media or updating the website. Um and they just wanted someone to bring um some youthful ideas, I think. So um yeah. I said, I can come and design you a new website. Uh, I can get the social media stuff going, help you out with the PR to raise more awareness of it because they're doing so much good for charities in Wakefield. Um, it really is a massive fundraiser in Wakefield for children's charities, but yeah. it's never like in the local press or it you know, just doesn't go as far as it, it could do. So yeah, I've just come in to raise a little bit more awareness online. And well, obviously with, um, with COVID hitting everything's a bit bit more should we say up in the air than it was before um, that's way of putting it as you put as you said it's a Christmas was that a play on words Jane was it up in the air Covid in the air I do it I do it without even knowing it I'm that smart um yeah so so it's I seem to remember last year it was like the 19th of December or something like that in the daytime um, yeah so is it likely that that's going to go ahead or not? I mean, I can't say too much, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but everybody is, you know, everyone on the committee is really, really passionate about it going ahead. Um, and so is Wakefield. It's a really well-established event. So it would be a shame if it couldn't go ahead. And everybody is trying to, we're trying to work out the safest way possible, um, yeah. whatever that may be. So hopefully in the next month or so, um, they will be putting out an announcement for that. Yeah, it'd be, it'd, I, hope, I hope they can work it out because I know that um, I know a lot of industries have been hit massively by um, what's gone on the last four months. But charities have been really mm. badly done to, haven't they? Because the, a lot, most of their income comes through events and events have all been cancelled. So, um, yeah, yeah. they need to get started again, don't they? So they can start getting fundraising again. Yeah, yeah. 
but but yeah we'll um if if it goes ahead or whatever shape or form it goes ahead i've got my place on my table so oh brilliant <laughs> have you got a place for me on your table jane um i can i can ask the organizer who was actually this year the organizer of the table that we're on is a previous guest of ours oh who was that it's vicky oh great she goes on a table every year um usually organized by one of the others and and last year he said we'll still go on the table but you can sort it all out next year vicky so she said yeah i'll do that great stuff there's a place you're in brilliant so should we um shall we move on and play the game yeah so melissa you need to trust me that i'm not gonna it's funny isn't it because everybody says to us when we ask them about the podcast they say oh you know how do you feel and they're like they're more nervous about this card game than they are about talking about the careers and stuff which is the stuff they know the most about but listen if you can't answer a question me and Jane will answer it for you because we've played this game many times what's so, game? Tell me to stop. Stop. Oh, this is nice. <laughs> What's one dream that you've tucked away for the moment? That I've tucked away for the moment. Is it like a dream as in like a life ambition? Yeah, I think so. I'll, I'll, well, I'll help you with this one. So I'd quite like a motorhome. When my husband listens to this, he's going to laugh his head off. Really? <laughs> what about writing your book? Oh, well, that's not tucked away. We've told everybody. <laughs> um, tucked away? Do you know what? I'm, I feel like I'm always working towards um, all of my girls. Um, but what I'd really like to, my kind of like primary goal in life is to just be able to buy my mum a house um, and make sure my whole family never have to worry about money or anything like that. So I'm working really hard now to make sure that that's possible in the future. That's so lovely. <laughs> really lovely. So, yeah, that, I think that, that would be it. Have you got a dream tucked away, Jane? Uh, no, I don't think I have. I, I, I don't have dreams. I just wait for you to come up with our brain ideas, and then I just go <laughs> along with them. <laughs> Yeah, dragging along, kicking and streaming. Right, next one. Stop. stop. <laughs> okay. What would be the absolute perfect day? Absolute perfect day. One, if the internet worked well all day. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> Um, yeah I feel like this is quite boring but it's all, all I can think of is like work related things so like you know the internet working all day would be great because it would mean I'd, everyone can do the job a lot faster um, perfect day it'd be getting a call from somebody like um, Brent Hoberman who started uh, booking.com you know and him just wanting to talk about technology adventures or something like that that, that would be a perfect day for me do you know what? Somebody might be listening to this podcast that knows that person. If anyone can put me in touch with them. 
That would be amazing. <laughs> See, I don't know if it's an age thing, but my perfect day doesn't involve any work. Mm. It's more around doing stuff with my family and beach and wine and what's yours, Jim? Well, I think I think it did. It depends, doesn't it? Not not just on like what stage you are in life, but what's you, you know like from what's been going on these last few weeks, months. My perfect day would be lying on a sunbed with my five best friends, drinking cocktails and talking absolute crap. That's Sounds the, brilliant. That's, that's what I've cra- I'm craving because that's what we've missed out on a few of those perfect days. So yeah. yeah. I like the sound of that. All day, really. It'd, it'd be good, wouldn't it? Round about now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We'll take that. <laughs> Just normal. <laughs> okay, last question. I'm going to have to shuffle again because I've got to bottom up pack. Stop. <laughs> if you could have tea with one fictional character, who would it be? Where? Is fictional the real one? Fictional could be an actor, an actress in a film, or it could be a cartoon. It's not a real person. I don't, I don't watch films and stuff like that. So that's a really rubbish question for me. Can we? Uh, does anyone else want to take that one? I think we we've had this one before, so we won't re-answer it. But I can go again. Yeah, let's let's go again. <laughs> Stop. If you had an extra 100 to spend on yourself every week, what would you do? That's 100 pounds, sorry. Okay. It actually says dollar, and I was trying to cut out the dollar, but I forgot to say the pound. Uh, to be honest, I'd just, if I had 100 pounds a week extra, I'd just send it to my mum. She's in Northern Ireland. Um, and yeah, I'd just send it to her to, to buy herself something with. So yeah, I feel like, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I'd do with it. I think you're the kindest 21-year-old that I've ever met. <laughs> I can't imagine my sons giving the answer. It'd be, oh, well, I'd go and blow it on Nando's or enjoy myself or buy myself some new clothes. <laughs> yeah, new trainers. I'm more like put it towards a new pair of trainers. <laughs> if you could spend it on yourself, Melissa, or only yourself, what would you do? What would I do? Do you know, I'd like, like Jane, I'd probably put it towards something. I'd save it up to, I'd save it up for the whole month and then um, maybe just do something nice with it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, sorry, a bit of a, bit of a naff answer, that. No, but... no, I mean, your first answer was... What would you do? Right I would probably buy some new clothes, but that's a now thing only because I haven't been shopping or anything. Well, actually, I have bought some trainers, didn't I? (laughs) They're technically not clothes. (laughs) No, they're trainers. Yeah. You can't grow out of them. No, no. Yeah, Yeah. I'm not intending of growing out of my clothes either, Jane. No, no, neither did I, Michelle, but shit happens. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I would... um, yeah, I'd spend it on clothes. Um, 
maybe a personal trainer to kick me up the ass because clearly not having one doesn't work um yeah just just treat just treats i'd quite fancy a massage mm. oh do you know what that is i'm dying for a spa day but like yeah spa day they've blown closed again haven't they yes. yeah i could do with a spa day right let's go let's go on a northern lasses spa day yeah and on that note this is the end of the podcast melissa so if people want to contact you about beanie media where do they find you uh, LinkedIn is probably the best place to find me. Um, so if you've type in Beanie Media or Melissa Roberts, um, I probably will come up. I'm sure listeners will have like first, second connections. Um, but yeah, I'm really active on LinkedIn. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for being our youngest, inspiring guest. Yeah, thank you've you. You've been great. Thank, thank you, you so much. See you soon. Yep, I will. See you tomorrow, probably, Jane. <laughs> <laughs>